Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, the small business edition. Capture the drive, the joy, the excitement of running a business. Despite the restrictions across the globe, which impacted the movement of goods and services, these companies, uh, these companies, small business, small Jamaican businessmen, have expanded into new markets in Europe, North America, the Caribbean, and Latin America. We share the challenges too and how those in the sector conquer and thrive, all in one place. Impacting Jamaica, the small business edition, powered by the Development Bank of Jamaica. The Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Caramed, and Proven Investments Limited. Hello everyone and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. I am Tamika Gordon and I'm speaking today with Lawrence Weathers, founder of Avasac Jamaica Limited. Lawrence has had a dream for many years now of transforming Jamaica's agricultural sector by introducing avocado or pears as we call them here in Jamaica as an orchard crop. He has a, a, a dream, a desire to boost domestic agricultural production and to basically leverage a fruit that we have in such abundance here in Jamaica. Thank you, Lawrence, for joining us. Pleasure, my Miss Gardner. I am happy to be here to share my dream with you and with the wider cross-section of, of Jamaica. The pleasure is ours. The pleasure is indeed ours because we're always interested in um, unearthing these stories about, you know, ideas that can add to national development and inspire entrepreneurship and um, nation building. So thank you so much for joining us. All, all right. Um, let's begin by discussing um, Avosak, Avosak and talk about exactly what your company is and what you hope to do. Avasoc, which stands for Avocado Society of Jamaica, was conceptualized in 2020. Its mandate is simple to represent the interests of all avocado growers, exporters, producers, everybody that is involved in the avocado industry under one umbrella, where we are able to market avocado not just locally, but on the international market, bringing new varieties into the industry, and just to promote avocado as a viable business. So that is exactly what we intend to do. But we want to do it under one voice, with one voice, under one umbrella, similar to what has been done with the sugar industry, the coffee industry, the banana, all the other industries that there are that existed before, but we want to look at it from a different perspective. Avocado, most persons do not know the value that is involved, that this is a very huge industry with huge potential. It is my dream and my vision and the team around me to basically position Jamaica as the leading avocado producer in this part of the hemisphere. Interesting. But who is Lawrence and how did Lawrence get into the business of pears? Tell me a little bit about yourself and your background. All right. I was actually born in Moko. I left here when I was three months old. I went back when I was six and unfortunately Jamalco bought our property in Moko and we were relocated to Belle Plaine. My family has always been involved in agriculture. 
And uh, so it's really an easy fit. My grandfather on both sides of the were, were farmers. My father was actually a farmer. And, you know, I grew up on a farm. And I went to high school, I went to Glenmere High School. I went to Knox College where I did AAT. And um, I started ACC and then switched to do a degree in business administration. So I have a bachelor's degree in business administration. I've worked, I've been a community person all my life. And I've worked at the housing agency back then it, when it was, um, when it was NHDC then. And I was coming to development and sales officer. And so I've always had this desire to take that experience from there and go back into my community and to do something that would boost my community. And so when I was back in Moko doing whatever I was doing, a number of persons would approach me and um, when I say I'm from Moko or I'm in Moko doing something and everybody would be asking me about peer. And so, you know, I thought about, it. wow, it's, Moko is known for producing the best peer, and that's what they say, and which is indeed true. But mm -hmm. Jamaica has in, is in fact producing some of the best avocado that there is on the international market. So the aim is now is to transform little thing in Moko, the little farming that guys have been doing from farming to a business. So using my business background to help them to transition from just a regular farmer into a business person. But why pear though? We have lots of other foods in Moko in Clarendon. What, what's the pull for you? What's so the pull? What's the pull for me is that um, I've heard people with this thing to say that the best thing for Moko is pear. And the only thing they know about Moko is pear. And people have this notion that Moko is a backward place. I want to change that notion. So, oh, the only thing good for Moko is pear. And so I keep hearing this thing about pear. And I recall I was at an event in Moko and a friend of mine called me and asked where I was. And I told her and she came up and she told her friend that she was going to Moko. And the first thing the friend said to her, bring me back some pears. And so when she was telling me about it and I said, well, you know, this seemed to be something that people want. And I started to do some research on avocado. And when I went online, I started searching and I looked at the potential that avocado has. I decided that this is indeed what I want to do. It's avocado has huge potential in terms of the size of the industry. It's an industry that is growing in terms of what is it that avocado can do, which I would talk about later. Tell me some of the things that it can do. Tell me, let's talk about, let's firstly talk about the, the attractiveness of it as an, as an investment in terms of, you said it has an appeal on the, on the international market. What exactly is the demand for avocado and why should we do this? All right. The avocado industry today is valued at 12 billion United States dollars. And it's expected to grow to $17 billion by 2030. Based on where we are in um, geographically, we are close to United States, which is one of the larger consumer of avocado and avocado-based product. We have the climate 
That is right, because avocado can only be grown in a tropical country. We also have the soil type, because the soil type calls for a soil that is, has a pH between 5.5 and 6.5, and most areas of Jamaica has that type of soil. And so if you go around the country, you will see avocado go, but you just see a person have one tree here, one tree there, and those trees sometimes are 50 years because the life of an avocado tree is 50 years. And I am aware of trees that have been there longer than that. So when you look at the life of an avocado tree, 50 years, avocado starts bearing at year three and full production in year five. And then you have, after year five, you will have a 45 year reaping from that one tree. That to me is a, a big thing. Something that, something that we can actually leverage we can because leverage. of the length of time that we would have the... Yes. How many, how many times for the year does an, uh, a pear tree bloom or produce rather, bear? It produces once for the year because avocado takes nine months between the start of flowering and the whole process. It's a nine month um, bearing that avocado for it to become a fruit that is marketable, nine months. So you have one, but what is interesting about Jamaica is that the avocado in Jamaica, different parishes has a different time frame. So like Moko, you'll find that you start reaping, possible you have some people starting May, June that time, while Manchester has a different time a little bit later. St. Thomas has a different, slightly different, same thing with St. Anne. So we, that, if we start growing avocado right across the length and breadth of Jamaica, we could extend the, 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 the time that avocado is available to approximately eight, nine months. So we so would have production at least for eight or nine months of the year. That's what we you're could have, to. yeah, because different varieties, um, there are different varieties that we are different times, plus the different areas. I'll also have a, their bearing time. So okay. you have different varieties that comes in early. You have different varieties that comes in later. And plus, based on climate and stuff, you have different areas that avocado starts to mature. Each area has a different time. Interesting. So how do you suggest that Jamaica actually goes about setting up this peer industry? All right. How do we go about setting up this peer industry? Um, what we need is to start to educate the population and the farmers about the value of this industry. What is it that you can earn from this industry? And so, as I've said before, that when you look at it, sugar cane, the industry is gone. You need to find a crop that will replace it. Coffee. The price, you know, what has been happening in the world market. So a lot of persons have given up on coffee because it's no longer a viable industry. Avocado, on the other hand, is one that there's a huge demand for. And so, but a lot of persons do not know that this is a crop that you can market out there and it's huge return for the persons who invest in it. One avocado tree on an average, you can make anywhere between twenty, thirty thousand dollars 
from one avocado tree for the year. And for one acre, you could do 100, 120. So we can do the maths. You can make from one acre of avocado 2 million and you start earning. And we're talking that. about Jamaican dollars, right? We're talking about Jamaican dollars. And that's one acre. That's a very profitable, very profitable um, investment. Indeed. Um, so what do you see as the overall national benefit of, of, of having an industry, a peer right. industry, an avocado industry? All right. We have to look to find new crops to replace those that are no longer attractive, banana and so. And so avocado, as I said before, we have the right climate. We have the climate that is right. It can only be grown in a tropical country and the industry is looking towards countries like Jamaica, Africa and those countries. Mexico has gone way ahead of us, but they can't expand much further because of water issue. Here, we use natural rainfall to grow avocado. Our irrigation system are well established. And as part of the trust that the international people have, they want to see the Caribbean, which is closeness to the United States, take advantage of that and to bring the industry forward. So, but there are other Caribbean countries that actually have what we have in terms of avocado. All right. What is it that sets Jamaica apart? You mentioned the soil type, you mentioned the, the, the climate in which it, it should grow, but do we have the variety that would really take traction on the international market? All right. We have a few variety that's, um, that quality, but we need to introduce new varieties to complement what we have. The tropical avocado, which is what we have, the thin skin one, uh, you, those don't last as long as the, say, the house variety, which lasts three, four weeks on the shelf. So the shelf life of our regular avocado that we have here, alligator pear, um, Simmons pear, well, Simmons will last a little longer, but, but the average pear that we have here doesn't last as long, the thin skin one doesn't last as long so the shelf life can you i'm sorry lawrence but can you tell me what the varieties are that we do have here in jamaica what we do have here in jamaica how many have, varieties are there they are i think the last check i checked there may be over um 600 different variety of avocado worldwide how many do we have here here we have like Reed, we have Simmons, we have the regular one that is known as alligator pear. So it's, I think it's over 60 different varieties. Each time I go there, I'm seeing different varieties. You go into many of the different places, you see different varieties. There's quite a bit. Even in Moko, there are, I'm sure, over 30 different varieties of avocado. Some we don't even have a name for them. That That's an interesting up. name, though, as you mentioned, name, um, alligator pear. Why is it called that? Because of its skin. That's why it is called. And that's that's the skin that, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Because of the coffee, the, 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 the texture of the skin. So, you know, that's the name that it has always been associated with over the years. It's long neck with this um, cough skin, cough looking skin. And so it's, they call it alligator pear locally. 
So the Abaya said there are many different varieties, a lot of different varieties of avocado we have here. But the shelf life is what would hinder us from making the big plunge into the market because you'd have to use air freight to get it into um, the market because we have been exporting avocado. But basically, you know, with small quantity, and we mean the central um, United States via air freight because if you have um, send it via cargo in, um, by the sea, and it takes a longer time, then it would right by the time it gets to the destination. So that's why the house, which has a longer shelf life, is one that we would want to get the government to give us the go ahead to bring that variety here so that we can grow that one and it will be ripe for export. That's what the market internationally is demanding. Africa, the countries in Africa are presently, you know, doing a great job in um, growing up these variety and they're making money from it. We have the know-how here because as I said, we have been growing it for years. So if we were to introduce these variety, it would change the whole way we looked at, at avocado. But there's what you, you know, which is called a Hass. Hass avocado, those small avocado when you go into the United States market that you, you see on the shelf, that is the one that has um, the greatest demand um, on the international market. We are taking a break now to hear from our sponsors. Grace has been part of some special moments over the years, helping to make them, well, more memorable, even when they're a little bit unexpected. And with 100 years of great taste behind us, you can be sure we'll be making even more moments for a hundred years to come. Grace, taste that moves you. John John, I know you're in there. I want to when lights come back. I know Pinky this time. Akeisha. Akeisha, just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things there. So you can't stop, knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for ask. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsgo.com for more info. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facility's maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning, and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-472-125. Welcome back. I'm speaking with Lawrence Weathers, the founder of Avosoc Jamaica about his dream to establish Jamaica's avocado industry. Thank you, Lawrence. So we were speaking about the varieties that we have, the variety of pears that we have locally and um, what would set Jamaica apart from its Caribbean counterparts in terms of establishing an avocado industry. You were saying that because we are blessed with um, having so many varieties, we can look to leverage um, what we have, as well as add that variety called the Hass 
to um, supplement what, what we have. But let's backtrack a bit um, in terms of what your response was, what, what you were saying with regards to setting up this um, avocado industry. What would we actually need to do? What we would have to need to do for us to really impact the market, we would need somewhere between say 500 acres to or more to seriously impact the avocado industry. So we need to attract new players into the, um, the industry. We need government to come on board us. And similar to what they've been doing in terms of the mango is to give us some of the lands that are out there so we can start producing avocado and that's here. So we need to be able to produce because when you go into the market and they ask you, how many kilograms of avocado you are telling them you can supply them with? That's a small quantity. That's not, these big players want a certain quantity of avocado. So we would need to seriously impact the market. We would need to have new players growing avocado. You can start with a person at the half acre and go up to the person with the large farms but we would not squeeze out the little man at the bottom because they must be a part of, of, of what we're doing. We but want are you person. suggesting then that we actually have householders and farmers set up agricultural, set up plots to grow pears? What or is it want... that you're suggesting that we should have a, a national push like we have the national tree planting exercise? What exactly do you envision in terms of getting farmers to buy into the, the prospects of, of pears? All right. All right. Um, once the farmers can realize that this is a viable industry and as a, people have been going, you have, you walk, as you go along, you see people have been going there but they do not know that this is something that is super profitable and something that can be. So if we start to tour promotion and stuff and to show these people that, look, you small farmer with just your half acre of land, you can plant 50 or more avocado trees. It will return an investment at year five and you will be able to make a decent living from this industry. And we would want other persons who have an interest in investing. And a number of persons want to get into something that is profitable and that can make money. People have lands just sitting there, but they don't know what to plan. So we are saying what our team will do is that we will offer technical support. We would offer quality seedling because we don't just want to plant any and any peer. We want to plant the, the ones that the market will demand. So that when we hit the international market with a serious push, we can supply what exactly they need. Does it require any specialized treatment? Do the seedlings or the crop require any specialized treatment, fertilizer, um, greenhouse setting? What exactly um, do you do to get off the ground as a, as a farmer of, of avocado? All right. Typically what most persons do, they would just plant a seed and then later they do um, the engraft in which you take a, a stock from a mother tree and um, engraft it into that one 
So, but what we want to do is to control, to ensure that, you know, fungus and all, so we want to control, so setting up of a proper greenhouse where, you know, the seedlings, you know exactly that the quality seedlings that you are putting out, you don't want somebody to plant a pear and after five years, what you have is one that really is of no real value. So we want to ensure that the, the seedlings that we are doing, that these are quality seedlings. So we'll work with rather and those spaces to establish seedling and then rather could then also partner with us to supply farmers who are interested in growing avocado. We supply them with, um, with the seedling. We offer technical support because on our team, we have persons who have the requisite skills that will be able to help person how to plant them, how to care them, what sort of fertilizer, how often should you fertilize the amount of water, all these things. We have the experience, the person with the experience on our team, we should help a person who's interested to grow it now and become- but As a farmer though, Lawrence, if I have a half acre of land and you're suggesting to me that I should um, go ahead and plant avocado and get into avocado production, Will I need to have a massive capital injection? Do I need to have a lot of money to start something like no, this? No, you Am don't I... need to have a lot. It doesn't require a large capital outlay for you to, to set up. So 50, 50 trees, you plant the trees 15 to 20 feet apart. You fertilize them every three months or so. You use mulching which is one way of um, reducing the amount of water that you have to give it. General um, cleaning that you clean to prevent, um, you know, fungus and insect. It's, it's a crop that does not require that large amount of injection of capital and and, here and a lot of have... fertilizers. I was asking you about greenhouse no, and fertilizers. A... Is, is that something no. that I'm going to have to look to offset the cost off? Because as you said, it will take three years or so before it, it, it actually starts to give me any fruit. Yes, that's a natural thing. Three years, archer crops will take within that time. Right, but will I have to be, you know, pumping a lot of fertilizers? No, not a, and... not a lot. Not a lot of fertilizers. So I the said, startup every... cost is not a lot. That's what you're saying. It's not a lot of startup. Um, and so, you know, any small also, like you can start with your 30, 30 trees, small amount of fertilizer. You don't have to use fertilizer. What do you suggest then would be the level of investment that a small farmer would have to put into setting up a half an acre of um, avocado? All right. You, you'd, depending on where you are, you need to have that land cleared then you would get your seedlings. And um, so the cost to buy your seedling, which is quite minimal, then you plant just like you do anything else. And um, as I said, in terms of care, minimal care, because these are orchard crops of minimal care, but you want to ensure that you prevent fungus and that sort of thing. So you would clean around your trees like every, Month, depending on the time of the year, because in a dry season, you wouldn't have to do that amount, but in a rainy season, you know, you have to cure it a bit. So it's minimal 
startup investment that is required. Like so how much up, though? How much would you suggest that if we want to get involved in it that we would have to consider? All right. An average uh, avocado seedling will cost you say about $1,200 for one seedling. You, for the year, say you start them with 50, you will not use a bag of fertilizer for, 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 the, for the year to do that. So basically to start, I would say anybody could get into the industry with relatively 100,000 to start an half acre. Okay. And then, yeah, and then a startup and then per year, you're not spending, I, I would assume not more than say 15,000, 20,000 per year with a small plot like that. What sort of value added do you envision can be done with avocado that we would have the capacity here in Jamaica to do? All right, avocado, because not many people, Jamaica think of avocado as bull and pear. That's the, the typical thing that people see avocado as, bull and pear. So you talk to average Jamaica, it's bull and pear. What we want to do is to show persons that avocado has a lot of potential. The oils, avocado oil is one of the better oils there is. It has the best flame point. So for the chef, they will tell you that avocado oil is the oils. You look at the, um, the oils I use in the cosmetic industry. So the shampoo, your soap, your skincare, all those sort of things. You look at also um, what that the Mexican, that, that's a big thing. Um, then you look Guacamole, at, you mean? Guacamole, it's a guac for short. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's a big thing. It's made from avocado. So you have the, the sauce, your avocado ice cream is one that is also um, very tasty. The smoothies, um, avocado margarita, there's so many the chips that um, they use it for. It's a good baby pizza. It can be used, it's a, it's a good choice for um, a child first, first feed avocado. Um, pregnant mother, it's, it's good. It has that huge health benefit that there is. Uh, in addition to avocado leaf tea, which persons, um, presently there's a company out in California which is doing avocado leaf tea and doing a lot of research on it. And it has proven that it's helped persons to lower their, 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 their blood sugar level. And their so we could look pressure. to package teas, produce the oil, and that's one of the um, that's one of the things that, the that's one that's one of the stuff that we are thinking about. So the cottage industry would be part of that. So we could have people in the community they'll be doing that sort of stuff, you know. So um, I've had avocado leaf tea and it's very tasty. I've done the ice cream. I've done most of these things. We have done. Interesting. What's one of the we what's one of the greatest challenges you've had in terms of um, getting buy-in for your idea and how have you um, overcome it if you have? All right. Um, I'll just say it's a new industry. We started during the time of the um, the COVID time. So you know uh, there was a time when we could not have done much. But we are looking to move forward with this industry. One of the greatest challenges would be land, access to land would be one of the greatest challenges that we would have. We need land for us to really 
take this thing seriously. We're gonna, we are gonna need land. We're gonna need to get more people access to land. Unfortunately, when we look at um, say in Moko and most of the, the areas that avocado is grown, the bauxite industry has mined a number of these areas. And so those trees that were there are gone. We need to be able to access some of those land so we can start to plant back the trees in those areas. And on the flat where we have access to irrigation, no one, some of those lands that have been taken out of sugar and be given to a number of persons who are interested to get on these lands and start producing uh, avocado. So the challenge you have is access to land? Access to land is our greatest, is our greatest um, challenge. And that is why you are suggesting that as small farmers, the, the, to start up the industry, we could look to have small farmers engage in planting avocado or planting pears on what, the plots of lands that they already that do. They have, but we're still gonna need the large plots of lands to help to offset what the small farmers are because the small farmers collectively would be a lot, but we still need to have more lands that we can you know, put in so we have a hundred acres here, a fifty acres there, that we can seriously, you know, take the industry to where it ought to be. Sugar, there are a lot of lands that are now lying idle because sugar has we have stopped growing sugar in a number of areas, sugar cane in a number of areas. So if we get some amount of these lands, we'll be able to seriously impact the industry. Thank you for speaking with us, Lawrence Weathers, about the prospects of an avocado or pear industry um, for Jamaica to boost local agricultural production. Thank you for listening to another episode of Impacting Jamaica, the small business edition. We hope you caught a whiff of the drive, the joy, the excitement of running a business. We continue to share in some of the challenges and watch as the sector continues to find ways of conquering and thriving. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com. This episode of Impacting Jamaica, the small business edition, was brought to you by the Development Bank of Jamaica. The Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Caramed, and Proven Investments Limited.